0: Football is back, and so is the Roman's Empire podcast. Hello, everyone. Ugh, it feels amazing. Sam, Andres are here to join me, as always. We got the full Roman's Empire crew here to talk about the return of the Premier League, but more importantly, the return of Chelsea Football Club. So, boys,
1: general thoughts. How you feeling today? Well, football's back, which means Arsenal's back to absolutely shitting the bed, so...
0: That's how we really
1: know the Premier League is back. I know (laughs) we're we're saying football is back and football has been back, but really now football is back because we know Premier Leagues the – Yeah.
2: All the leagues are back now. (laughs) By now. I'm pretty sure like Italy – France pulled the trigger too early, so now they're like, well, we can't come back. But the Premier League and Italy were the last ones. They're back now. It feels good. It also feels very odd to be okay with Sheffield dropping points. But hey, Premier League is back. Two very favorable results for Chelsea today.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, um, it's been a weird, a weird, a weird day so far. So like, I, I, I was planning on watching all of the football, and I wound up watching none of it, um, due to work. But from what I saw on my phone, guys. Every five seconds, I would get like a new update that would just kind of blow my mind. So we had the whole Sheffield nonsense from earlier today. I still haven't seen a footage of the phantom goal. um, But from what I heard, they got hard done by. And then maybe an hour after that, I get a notification that David Luiz gets subbed on in the 20th minute. And then about 20 minutes after that, I hear that David Luiz gave up a goal. And then about an hour after that, I heard David Luiz got a red card so a lot of david louise today
1: <laughs> yeah man that that was he's our secret uh secret agent sleeper cell you know sleeper agent it, it's uh that, it was probably one of the funniest matches i'd ever watched in my whole entire life and i had so much fun texting all of my friends who are arsenal fans and just giving them massive shit for all one of them. I <laughs> know I actually have a couple Arsenal fan friends, but oh, uh, I... yeah, one in particular <laughs> for sure. Um, we got one we got one in particular who's a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't listen. <laughs> no, he doesn't listen. It's okay, we can talk shit. Yeah, that game was wild,
2: man. <laughs> like it, at first, Salman, I don't know if you noticed this, but the players looked super rusty. It was also pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. So all I could think of was like, Man, even if City is the better team, one like bad mistake and Obama Inc had slipped by then Granit Xhaka goes down, like, five minutes in. So Arsenal brings it to Bios. Then Mari gets hurt. So Luis comes on. And, yeah, I mean, after that, it was <laughs> – I hate to, to, like, just be like, it was David Luis's fault, like – but it was, <laughs> but it was. It's too like,
1: easy to point him out as a scapegoat because, I mean, yeah, the two goals – I mean, they scored an extra time, but really, those were the two goals were the difference, you know?
2: Exactly. Exactly. So, At that so, point, game was over.
0: So my question to you guys is then, um, I mean, we saw with the Sheffield match that clearly the referees dropped the ball. Um, mm-hmm. And then we saw an Arsenal match, um, <laughs> David Luiz dropping the ball, um, multiple balls, um, and <laughs> Is this something that we could come to expect with the return of the Premier League? I mean, because it looks like the referees are pretty rusty for the most part. I
1: think the VR, um, the VAR thing was—it was. I think you know they're saying they've they've, you know, they've ran the the cameras, seven camera setup on over nine thousand matches, and have never ever had this perfect intersection of the post and the player, and you know, and and the defender all like blocking the 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 ball and they aren't able to see it i mean it just doesn't make sense I mean so like you know may, maybe that's just a one-off thing but like if we're able to see at home immediately like within 10 seconds that it was clearly a goal i mean what what use is having a second ref in a different box with the with the yeah. monitor in front of them like we don't need goal time to- goal line technology to let us know that that went over the line you can clearly they, see
2: they, yeah you know, I, I don't I don't know how that happens at all. I know that they were very quick to like apologize because apparently there was like a technical difficulty going in communication between the AR refs and the on field refs, but I mean, there's got to be a backup plan. Like, the fourth ref doesn't – he can have a cell phone or a walkie-talkie if things go bad. Like,
1: Well, they're saying that the system was tested, proved functional prior to the start of the match, and it was confirmed as working by the match officials. So I don't think it was a technical difficulty as much as it was, like, uh, just, like, a very oddity, like, of, like – it was just, like, a rare thing that they didn't account for, I guess. You know? It was just, like – I don't. I. I don't understand it though. I mean, you. You don't. You can't rely a hundred percent on the technology when, like, a, a more uh archaic technology of just looking at a replay on on a screen is able to confirm that it was in. You know, like, why rely on that?
0: It just seems kind of ridiculous that they have seven cameras trying to pinpoint the perfect angle, but the one that everybody's watching is more than enough. Mm-hmm. Like, and they still can't make an accurate. What I don't understand is how the VAR
1: official can't go and get the angle that we're watching it from. And he probably did. I don't understand.
2: It's weird, man. I I don't know. It it just goes back to just show how every other league started just fine, hasn't had issues, but the Premier League comes back and our referees are still the talking point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It takes away from the fun of the game, doesn't it? Because just looking at the stats and you know, watching the match highlights – it looked like a it looked like an entertaining match. It kind of takes away from it, doesn't it? Uh definitely, definitely.
2: I I also wanted to point out it sounds like NBC Sports as a network is pumping in the crowd noise. Um yeah. a, a buddy of mine, I guess he doesn't have cable and he found the game online through probably some shady websites and he said he had no no crowd noise whatsoever. But yeah, when I tuned in I, I just think it's kind of a. I know that it it makes it better for us watching it at home to an extent, but I kind of wish I could just hear these guys like talking well, the whole time. What it was,
1: what it was saying on the broadcast is that if you wanted to watch it without the added fan sound, that you could watch it, stream it on their website on NBC Sportsnet, Sportsnet's mm, website. And okay, can, so that's probably uh, how he got got that. But like, I mean, we have a we have a Twitter question on that, um, but. You know, at the same time the Coppa Italia final was going on, and I was switching back and forth, the Coppa Italia, they had no uh, added sound, but they had this, like, crazy, like, overlay of, like, fans, like, holding up, like, signs or whatever, like, pieces of cardboard. over. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but going (laughs) going back and forth, like, it just, it was too weird without sounds, like, uh, we'll talk about that more, we have a question about that, but... Uh, I think we should just get into uh, talking about Chelsea. What do you guys think? Let's do oh, it. Like a good idea. Yeah. yeah. We spent enough time on the these inferior clubs. Um, yep. So over the weekend or last week, we had a friendly with QPR. And it's, I feel like each <laughs> each one of these things, as I read, gets better and better. So we win 7-1. <laughs> Mason Mount scores. RLC with the brace also billy fucking gilmore with a fucking brace i mean uh, it, uh what yeah i mean I, it 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 crushes me that there's no footage of this like we needed <laughs> we needed to see this uh, we only
0: got the picture of him celebrating with ruben standing like two feet below ruben's eye yeah. level <laughs>
1: But I mean, this is this is you know seven one victory. You know, you say it's against a championship side, whatever. But meanwhile, Arsenal reportedly losing three two in a closed door friendly match against Brentford. I mean, I know Brentford has you know our uh, target Saïd Benrahma, we'll, we'll, which we'll discuss more in the rumors segment. So maybe that's you know indicative of how good he is, but it could also be indicative of how shit Arsenal is, which I think is. The latter is more probably like, more true.
2: A hundred percent on Arsenal. I I feel so bad for Arteta. Like, uh, should have should have just stayed with Pep.
0: Yeah, and you know what? It, 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 looking back on it, like he could have stayed with Pep and then um, just kind of managed that Man City team and built them slowly over time until they get back into the Champions League. It it was like a it was like a perfect rebuild project for him. Instead, he goes to Arsenal which is a club that Arsenal's weird because it's not necessarily a club that burned to the ground, but it's just a club that doesn't stop burning. (laughs) They're
1: stuck in (laughs) purgatory. Yeah. They're they're still spending, you know, it's just that it's, it's like they're buying a bunch of mediocre players and never really that, you know, guy that's going to take them over the top, which I'm all for, like keep on, continue doing what you're doing, Arsenal. Um, but (laughs) it's great. um, it's it's just i mean again like and also just to add like you said arteta could bring city back to champions league it's still not confirmed that they're going to miss they're going to be miss champions league next year and knowing how corrupt uefa is i have no doubt in my mind that someone's going to drop the ball and just be like oh You know what? Well, we forgot to uh, review this, and it looks like we're going to have to postpone your suspension until uh, indefinitely, so then they'll be okay for next year. (laughs)
0: Everything I've been reading about Man City suspension, though, says that if anything, they'll only serve a one-year ban instead of the full two years. So it's like it was similar to our ban, where it wasn't a matter of us getting it completely overturned. It was just like hey you can't do that for for you know one window but for city it's you can't play champions league for a whole year
1: yeah which might not have the same effect that we thought of you know all their star players leaving you know trying to yeah. get that european success who knows hey
2: Cor- corona saved their butt i'll say that like if we were to play the normal season and and they got to finish the champions league by now because usually it's done in the last week of may they would have a whole summer to think about it. Now they get to go on like probably a short vacation, come back, and Champions League starts again in August. Like the Premier League starts right there then too. So you've pretty much kind of sealed your own fate, yeah. Like if you're still with City. So I I still have the hope that we finish the Champions League, which we'll about we'll talk about in a bit, and and when it starts back up, City won't be a part of it. Um, I did want to ask you guys because. We talked to, Salm quickly mentioned that there's no highlights. So, uh, not sure if we want to talk about Pedro and William real quick because that's why I think there are no highlights of the 7 1 game.
1: Mm. No, uh, go, go for it. Yeah.
2: Go for it. All right. So, so the rumor is that we, we all know Pedro and William's contract runs out the 30th. Uh, they haven't signed any sort of temporary extension. And the latest thing is that Pedro's not signing at all. And William has, I believe, a couple of more days. I think the 23rd is the I last day the he has till. Okay, the 28th. Okay, mm-hmm. so he has basically a week to extend. So Lampard isn't too optimistic on the situation. And he's been playing multiple uh, players on our current squad that will be available at the Wings. Uh... In the QPR match, I know for a fact that RLC was report, reported to be playing in the wings. Uh, one of the young academy players, his name is Tino something. I already forgot his last name. It's not Andrew, but a, a <laughs> different Tino. Tino. <laughs> I know. This one is like 17, re- recently signed his first adult pro contract with Chelsea. He can play both right back and at the wing. Been right out there. Um I'm assuming other formations have been tried also. But my theory is that Lampard doesn't want these highlights out because it would kind of give away how Chelsea might line up and what pieces will be placed, you know, in those wing spots once Pedro and Willian are out. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to see if you guys thought that's the exact same thought process or if I'm just putting on, you know, my tinfoil hat. mmm
1: that's fair yeah, to speculate I, I think
0: i think it is I, and I don't think it's a coincidence that like n- none of this is being televised i can't believe we haven't mentioned um well i mean i guess to be fair to us and pretty much everyone else none of us really knew like what kind of physical shape rlc was in in terms of like how his explosiveness is you know um is he the same physical specimen that he was before when he got injured but you know, we never talked about the possibility of Ruben possibly playing on the wing instead of Mason Mount and keeping Mount in the middle of that midfield, um, which is probably the most likely of scenarios, I think, um, if you look at, you know, our run in, especially. I think Frank loves Mason Mount in the middle and he loves his work rate and his effort. And I think if Angolo Conte is not going to be playing, um, which we don't really know as of yet. I think Mason Mount has to be in the middle of the of that midfield, and then that would have to force Loftus Cheek out wide. It's interesting to me. I actually really like the thought of that, and maybe Frank can get that attacking prowess out of Loftus Cheek that Antonio Conte saw but wasn't able to tap into. Um, I think that'll be interesting. I don't know, yeah, Sam. What do you, you think? You
2: can even go. You can go even. Sorry, Sam. No, I, no, I don't I'm mean to jump it. in, but it's you can go a little bit sooner than that. I mean, whenever lost his cheek first came back to the side, he was playing in the wing in the Europa league and he was wrecking people like yeah. this giant six, five man is dribbling past fullbacks, like with ease. Like I think, again, this is all based on what we're reading. I, there is no video. People aren't allowed to come into training and in, in these matches, but they're saying that he looks perfect. Like, He's getting the minutes. He's getting the playing time in multiple positions. I would not be surprised if he starts on Sunday. Like, I really wouldn't.
0: I'd love to see him start on Sunday. I just want to see him back on the pitch doing this thing because, like you said, Andres, he has that – he has something that no other player in our squad has, and that's the combination of speed, skill, and strength. We don't have one player that has all three of those attributes and could do it at at an elite level – And I think Loftus-Cheek is the only guy that we have that could do something like that for us. And, like, the Europa League last year was case in point, right? I mean, I remember when he was playing on the wing, now that I'm thinking about it, he would cut inside every single time he got the ball. And he would – he'd just be dribbling people left and right and just causing all sorts of headaches. And I think maybe playing him on the same side of Mason Mount if Mason Mount's playing in a midfield three or even a midfield two, that might be another option for us as well where him and Mason Mount could constantly be swapping positions where one of them could come central and the other one could go out wide. I think i I, I think that's a complete possibility and 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 to be honest with you, it's probably the smartest move from here on out because all these other teams had time to game plan and they know how we play, right they know it's a lot easier to game plan for a match a month ahead of time when a premier league schedule was announced as opposed to, you know, planning for a match in only a week's time on the back end of another tough match. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. I I don't think it's past Frank to throw in, you know, uh, a monkey wrench into there and and just completely throw everyone off.
1: Also, uh, Andreas to kind of add on to your theory, like, you know, I I was thinking at first maybe you know the reason why there's no footage, it's probably like a coronavirus thing. You know, they wouldn't have it filmed or whatever. But they sure. they had the footage of reading uh, the reading match uh, uploaded onto onto the actual like Chelsea FC website, so they had match footage of that. So it definitely wasn't because of any like restrictions. They, they there's footage of the match for sure. You know, so the decision to not release any footage. I think that you're you're well within your rights to be uh, putting on the tinfoil hat. Like, there has to be some reason behind it, and I think what you said is probably the most reasonable explanation. And it's interesting to think about too, especially since Pedro I mean, Pedro played in the Reading match too, and he's only he's the, he scored in that. He match. scored. Yeah, so, it was a nice school, too. But
0: you know, the funny thing is, like like we talk about us not having um video or footage of like our friendlies but if you really want to watch a friendly you could go watch arsenal and brentford's it's on arsenal's youtube page
1: (laughs) really you want to watch that (laughs)
0: they posted a 3-2 loss Uh, in a friendly that's
1: that's on their website that's like some self-deprecating humor right there like uh, they're probably just poking fun at themselves at that point wait uh before we move on i have a couple david luis facts just because you mentioned arsenal Mm. i have to read it so (laughs) uh, david luis has had a red card once every 160 Premier League games with <laughs> Chelsea. Okay, over that's over, I think, Not four bad. five years. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and for Arsenal, he's had one every 13 games. <laughs> also, he's given away a penalty once every 53 games for Chelsea, once every 6.5 games for Arsenal. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. And I think he has the most, uh, penalties conceded right now in the Premier League. And I don't think he conceded a single penalty, uh, with his most recent stint with us. So that's incredible. Um, also he's the first player to be sent off, concede a penalty and commit an error leading to an opposition goal in a Premier League match since Carl Jenkinson for West Ham versus Bournemouth in August, 2015. I don't know if, if we should call that a hat trick or the treble. I don't know, but it's impressive Carl Jenkinson's stuff. a legend. Another Carl Arsenal Carl Jenkinson, legend. also yeah.
2: an Arsenal
0: player.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Something <laughs> about putting on the jersey, man. Like, I, David Luiz was arguably a, a star, like a nailed on starter for us last season. Like, we talked about this pre-recording. Like, we were mortified when he left. Like, how dare he? Like, he was going to be part, like, he was probably going to be like a co captain. Like, he would lead the young defense, like all this crap just for him to, unfortunately, but also laugh, like comically go to Arsenal and perform the way he has. I mean, I don't even know who Paulo Mori is, but the fact that that guy started ahead of him <laughs> today is just amazing. I
1: know it's, it's pretty bad for us to, like, be so disrespectful to really the guy who gave a lot to this club. Um, but. It, it, it's well warranted the way he left uh going to arsenal and just like completely shitting the bed for them it's great yeah um it, but,
2: it i think his exit is what makes it so easy to do that like i remember yeah, specifically yeah. we gave him we gave him an extension yep. a week later he's talking about like the excitement of having mason mount back in practice and these young guys and then a week before the season starts he
0: wants out
1: yeah, maybe that opens opens the door for a third stint with us, huh? <laughs> there's something a about
0: a there's something about snakes in the grass at Chelsea that just rubbed me the wrong way. Like like you look at the way Thibaut Courtois left too; it was just so salty on every level. And David Luiz was the same thing. I I still thank him for his service, but like at the same time, I wish him absolutely no luck at Arsenal because that's what <laughs> he deserves. All
1: right, let's move on. Um, so we mentioned uh. The allegations against cho last week um and Mm -hmm. this week he was cleared of charges meaning that police will take no further action so this doesn't mean he's innocent necessarily you know i just i have to say that straight up um it could be that there's not enough evidence hey listen it could mean that there is not enough evidence it could mean that the yeah. statutes are written in a way where he didn't commit a technically a violation or whatever um so i'm not going to completely absolve him of any possible guilt you know like i still have will have that little feeling in my stomach about him i'm not i'm not 100 percent back to like you know, pr- probably a couple matches if he if he plays brilliant i might change my mind but which is kind of fucked it, up but
2: you know that, that's just, i want to take a the, light up. i yeah. want to take a lighthearted approach to this yeah yeah you are an 18 year old making over six figures per week be a little smarter and identify gold diggers to girls that actually like you yeah like especially during quarantine like i hate to like go into this kind of conversation where everyone is thirsty as hell. Like just keep it in your pants a little bit longer and find a girl that actually wants to get to know you for a little bit. Cho, you're a young yeah, kid. Cho. Wow.
1: Find,
0: find a girl without a fans only Cho. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if she does have exactly. a fans only send me her link. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, no, but, but
0: no, but look, look, um, the thing, the thing with Cho, and 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 my first thought when when the charges were dropped, or quote unquote, the police won't take any further action. It's all the same shit. Um, my initial thought was, wow, that was kind of fast. I I I wasn't expecting him to, um, or I wasn't expecting this to come to an outcome without at least him making a public statement or addressing it. Or openly denying it. But I kind of like the way he played it. He was really quiet about it. He didn't really say much. He let the police do their thing. And, you know, I guess they didn't have either, like you said, Sam, one, they probably didn't have enough evidence. Or two, he somehow tiptoed into gray areas of the law and got away with it. Now, we don't know if he's um, guilty or not. But at the same time, I'm not going to not throw my full support behind a Chelsea player come the season. Um, it might take a little while for me to start loving him again the way I did before, but it, the second he starts banging in goals, I think everybody will forget about this. And I just think it's a matter of – it's not a matter of Cho being an uh, an irresponsible adult. I think it's a matter of Cho being an immature kid still. And like you you guys said, it's a matter of him just maybe not associating with the right people. The situation completely reminds me of like the Kobe Bryant rape allegations that happened too where it was like – you know, some girl comes along. Kobe or Cho in this situation can't really read the situation properly, and they get sucked into trouble. I mean, there are people out there who go out looking for trouble, and hopefully, that's just what happened to him, and it was less of him being, uh, you know.
1: We'll never know the full truth, and yeah, you know. And I wonder, I wonder what that's gonna, what this whole situation is gonna do to his psyche, because. You know, think about Kobe Bryant. That guy was a freak of nature. I mean, just like his yeah. mentality. Nothing nothing could get to him. Uh, I'm not so sure about Cho. You know, he's a little bit... Again, he's on the immature side. Again, he's 19 years old. Uh, he's a lot younger you know, than Kobe was too so. when he was
0: in that situation.
1: Right. So, let's see, we'll see what happens. Let, let's try to not be too problematic talking about it. and uh, <laughs> We'll move on to the, the Werner saga. Um, because this has been... Crazy. I think last week we said (laughs) most of us gave a 9 out of 10, or at least me and Zach, or I don't know, I forgot who else, gave it a 9 out of 10 probability of happening. And each day as it lingers on, my confidence goes down and down, and then I hear another rumor and it goes up again. But reportedly the deadline for the buyout clause was was due to end on June 15th. This is like the assumption I was going uh, off of. Uh, the, that which was this past Monday, um, and due to coronavirus conditions, whatever, a full physical wasn't able to be conducted, so they weren't able to get the deal done by then. However, according to BILD, which is uh, B-I-L-D, a German publication, which is referenced a lot in this episode, they've been giving us a lot of good news uh, for Chelsea fans, the release clause was actually to, set to expire July 15th, not June 15th, Uh, So still nothing's been confirmed officially, even though reportedly Werner has already given Chelsea his word that he would join. uh, And uh, reportedly the deal is supposed to be a five-year deal of about 170 million pounds per week, which would make him the top earner on the club. Um, You know, and another, another piece of good news uh, build was also reporting that Werner will, will no longer be on the Leipzig squad in champions league which would indicate that you'd want to focus on his move to London. I, I, I'm putting, you know, that that's just my uh, foresight on, on that, but he's he will not be on the Leipzig squad in Champions League. And another thing to note, it's also been reported that Werner's release clause, which is currently reportedly priced at 53 million pounds, would be decreased to 44 million pounds if Leipzig didn't win the Bundesliga. And now that Bayern Munich just officially clinch the title this past weekend or a couple days ago. Uh it appears that the release clause will in fact drop so who knows maybe that's the delay uh, just Chelsea waiting for it to become official for uh for um Leipzig to not be able to win the Premier League and you know that release clause will go down making it a cheaper buy. But who knows? What What are your guys' thoughts on uh, this whole situation? Is, has your confidence died a little bit? When do you think something's actually going to be announced? It's still a 10 out of 10. This is yeah. happening.
2: Okay. I'm not budging whatsoever. So, yeah, you're right. Like, it, it has taken longer. If, if Werner comes to London to get a physical, he then has to stay there for 14 days because he's coming from a foreign country. So, mm. like, there's zero chance – that we can get this physical done while he still has, I believe, two more matches in the Bundesliga. Because they're not in the League Cup Final. Uh-huh. So, if this isn't done in the next three weeks, which I believe actually that the Bundesliga ends next week, midweek. Like I I might be full of crap. So, let's say within the next 14 days the Bundesliga ends. If after that it takes over a week, then I'll start slightly get worried. Because, again if he's already going to be moving to London, it doesn't matter if he has to quarantine for 14 days. I mean, he's going to have to move in, get settled into his apartment, et cetera. Like that's, that's not a problem at that point. Like he's not going to go back to Germany again. Um, The other thing that I, I heard and, and I, I want to give a shout out to former podcast guest, Jan Janik on Chelsea now football therapy on YouTube. Jan, he was, he did some digging and it turns out that something similar happened to Werner a year or two ago when he was supposed to go to Bayern where he had agreed personal terms the clubs had like a deal in place he actually like said goodbye to all his teammates just for the like he said goodbye to everyone just for the deal to go down and that really didn't sit well which is why he thinks that Werner this time's like quickly saying hey I'm not going to play in the Champions League if it's in August like remove me from the squad now because he has no intention of coming back. Like, we've been through this before. Like, it's time to move. Like, the money's settled. Five-year contract is reportedly agreed with the player. Like, he's ready. Like, he, he doesn't want this to be botched again. And he's kind of putting his foot down on the Leipzig again this time around to not screw with his future again. Because, honestly, at this point, he doesn't owe them anything. And,
0: yeah, yeah
2: I mean, Especially I, I at think... His age. Right. I I think that – I think this is all a done deal. I just think the coronavirus situation is what's delaying it and the fact that the Bundesliga is not over. Like, he played today and scored. So, like, he's doing his part professionally. Right. Fantastic finish from the left side. But once his responsibility playing this season with Leipzig ends, I think we'll see the next forward step in this saga.
0: Yeah. I think so too. I'm I'm pretty much on the same page as you, Andres. We really don't know anything when it comes to COVID, right? We can't really predict what the factors are and whatnot. But I never really thought about the 14 day quarantine. That makes a lot of sense. If if Leipzig sends them over to do a medical even if that keeps him eligible to finish out the season, he can't return because um, he's going to have to go through that quarantine. So
1: well, the last, makes the last match of the season's in 10 days. So yeah, that's, so, that, that's, so that explains it. Yeah.
0: So within the next month, it should be done. And, um, you know, as the days are going by, yes, I saw him like you, I do have my moments where I'm kind of like, oh fuck, maybe, maybe, maybe this isn't happening. Is it too good to be true? But then again, you know, it's, we have the player pushing for the move like andres was saying so it makes it makes this a little this makes this situation a little different where for once we're the ones that players are pushing to move to instead of the club that players are pushing to move away from so
1: do you guys buy i think that, it's gonna happen still do you guys buy that that bio clause decrease by nine million pounds if they didn't win the bundesliga do you think that's a real thing? Because if that's the case, I think that's also another reason why this deal got delayed. I mean, Chelsea just stalling for time for a better price.
0: I mean, you're only going to tack on an extra $9 million if your star striker wins the Bundesliga at 24 years of age. It just seems like a stupid number. They should... I don't know. I don't know because... And here's my concern about this whole situation, guys, and I'm curious to see your take. The club is run by a corporation, so there's other interests at stake here, not necessarily the immediate profit of the club. I don't think Leipzig is that willing to part ways with him just yet, so maybe that's why Werner feels the need to to get a move on.
1: What do you guys think? I don't know, man. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more it scares me. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I I just feel like it's you know it, it's it's just an extra sort of layer to this whole, you know, saga. The who, fact owns, that they who owns are, them?
1: Is it Red Bull? Red Red, it's Bull. Red Bull. Yeah, it is Red Bull. Like they own them in whole, or it's just like naming rights? Do you know? Or
2: uh, no, you're not allowed. So RB just doesn't. It's technically Red Bull, but you're not allowed to be owned. Like you're, mm-hmm. a corporation cannot have the name in the in the the team name. So it's RB is like some bullshit German that translates to, like, long ball or something. It's like Rosenbach Rosenball Sport. Yeah, Ball sport. sport. Yeah. yeah. So, okay.
1: so it's like local. It's,
2: right. It's, it's their way of working around the, the Bundesliga's rule where, like, you can't do that plus, like, the majority ownership has to go to, like, the public. But I don't know, man. I don't know if it's that. I think Werner's just ready for the next step. I mean, if he's not – he didn't get his move to Bayern, like, staying at Leipzig – Yes, Nagelsmann's a great coach, but I mean they're still a couple steps behind domestically. And it, I always feel like they start off well in the Champions League, but then they think they have a hint at the Bundesliga, then lose sight of the Champions League, and then they don't win anything. So for me, I think he's just ready to to take on a new challenge. I again, me completely theorizing here, but Balak did make the move from Germany to England and it turned out well for his career. So maybe he's just thinking. Like, you know, that would be something that he'd like to try out. I mean, players do think the Premier League is the cream of the crop when it comes to leagues. So, yeah, I just think he's ready.
1: That's an interesting tidbit about the RB. I had no idea that that's just like a – that's a cheeky little – Yeah, because it is – it's RB Red Bull. I always thought that's what it stood for, but that's interesting. Well, I know –
0: New York City Red Bulls, they actually call themselves Red Bulls.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a Bundesliga rule. It's just a Bundesliga uh, rule. Like, uh, I see, like I Salzburg see. is Red Bull Lo- Salzburg.
1: Red Bull Salzburg. Well, yeah. How about and, and Bayer and Leverkusen?
2: I don't, know what the, I don't know what the what workaround is there, but I always thought the same thing. Um, I'm sure there's an explanation for it. Maybe Bayer is not a private company. Like maybe Bayer is public. I don't know. I don't know. But mm-hmm. all of Red Bull's teams, they have a team in Brazil. They have a team, in obviously, in the MLS, Austria, and I think Australia. They're all named Red Bull.
1: Yeah, That's amazing. All right, let's move on. Uh, so Champions League is set to resume in August, uh, and it's going to be in a mini-tournament format being played uh, in Lisbon. Well, the, the dates the dates are not – I mean, the locations are not fully set yet. Uh but the remaining Yeah. But the remaining games in the last sixteen uh are to so be played on August seventh and eighth. So our second leg against uh, Bayern was gonna be on one of those two matches. Um our new transfers will not be allowed to play, so Ziek and if Werner if we end up getting Werner by then, they won't be able to play. Um so the second the second leg so our first leg was played uh at the bridge, uh, right? If um Yep. So second leg hasn't been decided whether it'll be played in munich or in lisbon um and the interesting thing is we just mentioned how you know the bundesliga ends in 10 days and premier league is just starting so uh you know they'll be bayern will have not played for well over a month uh you know by august 7th or 8th so I mean, again, we're still we're still in three nil uh, hole right now, so um, it's asking for a lot. But um, second leg away, who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's it's it could be an advantage, but I don't know. Um, we actually got a Twitter question from at Tim Chelsea fourteen, who I've never seen before. So maybe he's a new listener. If so, yeah. Welcome tim chelsea or maybe he's just a listener who's never asked a question before either way welcome um he wants to know uh and, and uh, by the way his his twitter avatar is kai havertz shout out to him hey, um, hey he says thoughts on the new champions league format and he also asked about thoughts on uh the new verner on the verner links but we already talked about that so uh, what are your guys thoughts on this champions league format it's it's going to be played in a matter of three weeks from the seventh and uh the final will be on the 23rd so um i'm not sure i don't and i think that you know there won't be any like first or second legs for the quarter and semi-final so it's just one match and i probably played at a neutral site yeah i think yeah they were all they'll be played in lisbon are they all one oh it's only one match yeah so like you know, the, wow. the the second legs of the round of 16 that are remaining, they still haven't decided mm-hmm. whether they're going to be playing it at the actual, like, home field that it was supposed to be played in, or if they're also going to play those matches in Lisbon. But um, after that, the quarter all four quarterfinal matchups and the semifinal matchups will be one leg all played at Lisbon. Um, so, what are your God, guys' that's, thoughts? That's so much football that's crazy it's an it's it's accommodating i'm not you know i'd rather have this i'd rather have this than no champions league you know and i'll give
0: them that and i'm actually glad that they're putting some games on the weekends because they know that you know it's really hard to watch in the middle of the week (laughs) for most people that have normal jobs Uh um yeah no man this is exciting and it's kind of march madness-esque where you're just getting a lot of football thick and fast in the span of two three weeks I mean, we're Everything that seems right now. to be
2: following the World Cup, the World Cup structure, where it's just like days back to back to back of uh, just great matchups. I, I mean, I, I would hope that I, I don't know how the second legs will work, like you said, but if the tournament should be neutral grounds, the remaining of the tournament, if it's just one-off games, like I, I don't see how you you pick a home team. Um, I'm assuming there are no away goal rules at that point either. Like it's just, it's just gonna be one left. match and yeah. done, right? So like 1-1 yeah. one, one goes to extra time in PKs. I I, like, I know that we're going to be healthy. Like I know the argument like, oh, this is a new Chelsea, even without the new signings. But if you guys watched any of Bayern's last month of soccer, I mean they are the best team in Europe right now. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that even with the month break, like these guys are already on break. Like Bayern is not playing any starter the next two weeks. Like they won their tournament. They have a turn they have a final in a week. They have one more real game before they start prepping for this tournament. I honestly believe Bayern is gonna destroy everybody. Like I don't see any other team getting back to speed in time to beat Bayern. Like, I, I, I think it's a done deal.
1: Which is interesting because so they, they haven't spent big in so long. And they, they are still they don't. a powerhouse. They, they don't, don't need, need to, though. They really don't need to. Bayern's been very, very good
0: about buying, like, players for value. Sort of like what Chelsea's trying to do right now, where we're going after these guys that could come at good value with huge upside. Bayern does that, but with even younger players. Like, they did that with Serge Gnabry. They did it with Alphonso players. Davies. Yeah, Yeah, established players, too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: They, but, they got Pavard like for no, for spare change. They yeah. got Lewandowski mm-hmm. for free. They got like, Kimmich for cheap too
0: when he came to. Ch- yeah, Kimmich, guard.
2: when he was young was like single digits. I'm pretty yeah. sure Coman was also super cheap cuz they got him young and he was coming from playing with PSG and Juve. Like these guys don't overpay. Their their most, most expensive transfer I think was Lucas Hernandez recently and he was like 60 and before that, their most expensive signing was Talese over 35. Yeah. Like like they just – their recruitment process, it, what, call it tampering, call it whatever you want. They get guys – when the moment they're Bosman ready, they're like, yeah, we'll wait for you next season. Like here's the 10 shirts waiting for you.
0: But, like, they, but they they also suck that league dry of German talent. So it's it's unique that we're starting to see German players start to look elsewhere other than Bayern. Like Werner and Havertz, if, if, if Werner and Havertz were on sale, what, seven or eight years ago, and they were the same ages as they were now, Bayern would surely be in for both of them.
2: I mean, they're, they're like linked, but I feel hmm. like at the same, it, it, it's just kind of the timing of it all. Like uh, for example, Sané's Transfer to Bayern has gone on for like three windows. We know that's who they want. Yeah. So that's what's getting in the way of Havertz. And then the fact that Lewandowski is aging like fine wine is the, the reason why Werner's is not career. there. Mm-hmm. Like he he should be <laughs> – he should win the Ballon d'Or this year if that's even a thing
0: still. Like I, <laughs> I hope. That's a I, very interesting shout. Very interesting. I hate that I'm this – I'm not mad. We'll see what happens in Champions League. But
2: hey, I still think that that guy should win it. He's on pace to just destroy any of his career highs. And he scores literally like every if they, game.
1: If they win Champions League, I think his chances of winning the uh, Ballon d'Or are very high, you know. like I don't
2: see anybody competing. Like even if you – like yeah. yes, like numerically speaking, like Messi still has a lot of goal contributions. And, and Sancho's season is ridiculous. But like Sancho's not winning any trophies this season uh Lewandowski's also scoring a lot but that's that's a different topic let's sorry let's get back to jesse my point is if we get t- taken out by byron it's not the end of the world because then we can just have our new guys come into training and start getting ready for the next premier league season and mm. and that should be the end goal after all like we are significantly behind city and city is significantly behind liverpool in points like I want to be within single digits of both those teams next season, whether we win the league or not. Like that's what I'm hoping for. And these guys being eager to join their future teammates so fast is is part of
1: of like the right movement towards that. What do you guys think about a possible Bruno Fernandez uh, Ballon d'Or <laughs> for five oh assists <laughs> in
2: eight games? Good for him. <laughs>
1: Joke. Uh, uh, fucking to, joke. To add to the news, I know you already mentioned Pedro uh agreeing to a new deal to join Roma, but um I mean it's it, so we're gonna be and also what you said about William we're gonna be short a lot of players. Uh I mean looking at the possible lineups uh and I, I mean I I think that like you said it doesn't really matter what we field like byron is just on a tear right now they're a machine so i mean do you guys think that there's any any chance whatsoever we win the second leg (laughs) i'll be happy if that's the answer (laughs) i'll be happy
2: if we do don't get me wrong i just i don't want to get my hopes up even if we tear apart the premier league just because i don't know i don't know i mean it's tough unless Bayern comes out rusty as hell Putting four goals past those guys is going to be very tough. And
0: putting if, four goals
1: past them without
0: conceding. <laughs> Our problem yeah, we is must... not... yeah. yeah, we can't concede. I don't think it's going to happen. But at the same time, the Chelsea fan in me, circa 2012, says that anything against Bayern can happen. So...
2: KG style,
1: anything is possible. <laughs> you're you're talking to LA like kids. Yeah, Zach doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> La kids, I, I don't mind that. I love that moment. Uh, let's let, all right. Let's move on to the rumors. So we mentioned Kai Havertz. Uh, I've been on the Havertz to to Bayern train since the rumors really started. I've been the the pessimist uh, of the group. However, late last night, like it was like two in the morning when I read this, and I like couldn't sleep. Build again. <laughs> this I I haven't heard about build until like this week. But again, they're coming through with an amazing new development that uh, they said that a Kai Havertz transfer to Bayern this summer is off the table and that they're focusing their efforts on Leroy Sané, as you mentioned, and they have no intention to match Leverkusen's uh, 100 million euro uh, asking price. Uh, I, I think 100 million euros, what is, that's or that's around... I don't know what, like 80, 75 million pounds. So, um roughly. So, if, if Bayer and Havertz are ready to talk about a move in 2021, then Bayern will be back in the race. But also, the buyer managing director reportedly will not refuse Havertz a transfer this summer, and he is keen on moving. uh and To add to the speculation, Matt Law from The Telegraph. Uh, He reported that Leverkusen currently values Havertz at around 90 million pounds, uh, which is about 20 million more than Chelsea would hope to pay for him, but there's a belief that the asking price might drop if leverkusen fail to finish in top 4 of the bundesliga so right now they're sitting uh they're in fourth right now a point ahead of munchen gladbach my squad so uh, <laughs> we we all got to root for munchen gladbach now we want we want leverkusen to drop points cuz if they don't finish top 4 we got them for sure right
2: <laughs> i mean i hope so i think so leverkusen plays Mainz in their next game I can't find. Oh, Moschen Gladbach plays Berlin, so uh, Mainz is no, worse they, than Berlin, Munch but they're both not has very. Paderborn and Hertha. Right. Uh, Paderborn should be easy. Leverkusen has Mainz. Like I think that's all I can see here. I don't. I can't see the second game they have. But yeah, hopefully. I mean, <laughs> that's another player that's ready to jump ship. I'm. I'm. The way I see it is, I also. Saw, I think Matt Law was the same guy that said that. Like. Also, Havertz would prefer Real Madrid if they snuck their head in, but...
0: Oh, no shit. <laughs> it's Real Madrid.
2: <laughs> but that's the other their only club that's, like, actually linked. So it's, yeah. like, Bayern, who's already turned their head elsewhere, because they can Reportedly. get Sané for cheaper. I mean, Sané's down to one year. Yeah. So they know for a fact they can get Sané for less. And Sané's, like, ready. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's been waiting for this. Another young uh,
1: German star. You know, they're not... Really giving up much with Kai Havertz if they get another <laughs> German star coming in, you know.
2: Right, if they get sane they'll have a they'll have both Davies and Sané competing each week to see who breaks the the
1: Bundesliga speed record again.
0: But God, they're gonna be playing on the <laughs> same side. <laughs> yeah,
2: that'd be wild. But oh. I think Havertz, like, I I believe he has two years left in his contract. Um, I I don't know that. I have to fact check if if one of you while I talk can do that for me. That'd yeah, be fantastic. But twenty, yeah, twenty
1: twenty two. Um,
2: yeah, so I think that they also do run the risk that next summer his value value also can go down even if he keeps performing. So if Chelsea offers seventy seventy five this summer, that's higher than what they would get next year. I mean remember how low ball people were trying to put hazards price, even though yeah. we still got triple digits. It's at that point, it's a financial thing. Like you can either keep him for its final year or he walks or you can cash in now, get those 75 mil, which are not easy to come by right now with the current climate. And you can actually make your team better in multiple positions. Cause you know, you can get German players for cheap within the Bundesliga. Like, I don't know. I think Chelsea is going to play a little hardball. But I still think we're we're in a good position unless Bayern gets back in the mix.
0: Yeah, all all I'm gonna say is I told you guys so. (laughs) Um, In regards to his asking price, I thought 70 million was way too low, man. There's just no way a kid like that's gonna go for 70 unless you know, like you said, if there is that provision where they don't finish in a top four, then there's a possibility of him going for possibly less. Um, But like, who really knows what?
1: that was that was Ooh. Werner that was in Kai Havertz oh oh, sorry sorry yeah that, well that's the they're saying that the asking price may drop if they don't finish top four actually sorry
0: yeah so so I mean in this situation he's just valued at 90 million which is uh, right which I think is fair um considering the recent um you know asking prices for young talent but I mean this is – the way I'm looking at it, even if we do snatch him up for $90 million, that's pennies compared to Jaden Sancho. Um, it would be a good move on all fronts. I'm just so for this, guys. Like I'm I'm trying not to get too excited about this one also because the Werner one still hasn't happened yet. Once the Werner one is said and done, then <laughs> I can focus all, all gun, my man. emotional energy on this. I know. I, I, know. Will actually, and, I will
1: actually start crying if we get him, man. I will actually start crying if we get Kai Havertz too. I mean, will this be
0: will this be the most pride you've ever had as a German as a part German Chelsea
1: fan? (laughs) We have Werner Havertz and Rudy. All all one sixteenth of my German blood is going crazy right now.
2: Oh, I thought you were asking me because I'm like twenty five percent. So I was like,
1: damn, he's got me beat. <laughs> i
2: was like dude this is the greatest feeling since bollock was playing like mm-hmm. this would be so sick like sherlock was here marco Marin doesn't count like sherlock was here and he had like a, a couple wonder goals in the marco world Cup. Baron.
0: i can't believe you mentioned marco baron hey you, i know my like, German. you actually Chelsea had players. you actually had to like mention him oh he was forgot. supposed
2: to be the german Messi. like i remember like 2010 world cup came out and it was like Werder Bremen star Marco Marin makes the squad and then Erzil like who was also in Werder Bremen like totally over like took him and took all the shine like
1: hey don't dude, forget Andre Schurla too
2: I, I mentioned him I'm oh, saying Schurla was there after My so it you. it's one of those things like bro I I'd love to have like an actual couple of like good German stars on this team like that would be easiest jersey purchases ever
1: oh yeah who do you rate? Who do you rate higher, Werner or Havertz?
2: Today I still want Werner more. Like I, I've made that pretty clear. Like if yeah. there was one transfer yeah. I've been wanting, it's Werner. So either way, I'm probably not gonna get their jersey because I'm pretty sure Loftus Cheek is gonna lure me back in. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, wow. I'll, I'll, Can you I'll imagine
1: take it. Havertz and RLC? The size of that midfield? Oh my god. Oh, Will Havertz wow. even play in the midfield? Of
0: course, yeah. Where is he gonna mean, play? That's another problem. He can if play. If we get so Havertz right are we, are we Ten, right are we
1: winger, ever,
0: false nine? Well, no, I, I know, he's but beautiful. that's the thing. Is like, if we get both of these guys, and I've been having this like problem in my head for the longest time, is are we ever gonna see? Christian Pulisic play again? Are we ever gonna see like some of these other guys play again? Like if we bring in if we spend ninety million on Kai Havertz and another fifty plus million on, on Timo Werner, that's a lot more than the just fifty we spent on Pulisic, or and and that's a lot more playing time that you gotta take away from Cho or guys like RLC. It's just it's weird that we have a young team and we're still going after like young players with tons of upside. But at the same time, I fucking love it because right. I think what we're trying to do here is not build a team. That's going to top out after two or three years. We're trying to build a team a that's going to stick around for six or seven
1: <laughs> A decade yeah. of domination. Wow. Dude, I, I, that,
2: I've talked about that too. Like it's crazy. Cause we obviously have attachments to our current players. Like, we want to yeah. see lots of Sheik. We want to see Mason Mount because, you know, we've this season we've had to, you know, really rely on those guys. And then to turn our backs on them would feel rough. But at the same time, especially it's the like,
1: homegrown ones.
2: Have we, have we, did you guys, yeah. I mean, did you see the bench that City brought in today? They brought in Aguero, Bernardo Silva, Leroy Sane, and Fernandinho as their subs. Like, that's the kind of power we would have if we need to make a change in a match.
1: And yeah. it's doable That's too. True. If they if they can operate like that for so many years, then whatever concern you have about players not getting enough run, I mean, I think it's it's still with all the competitions that we have, uh, I think it's you, you'll be able to see everyone play and yeah, still be just, happy. And, you and you at the end keep... of
2: the day, like uh, Dylan, one of our ultras, shout out to Dylan he we hope to get you on the podcast soon but uh he did say like at this point Kai Havertz would be a luxury and mm-hmm. i agree it would be a luxury it would be a great luxury to have oh yeah but worst like quote unquote worst case scenario we still have Mount Lotus Cheek and Ziyech that can all play that advanced midfield position like we're we're not dying for that position but we could really be sending a message if we did get him.
1: I agree. All right, let's move on to the next rumor. Um, this one's a little bit more of a more realistic target. I don't know. But uh Said Ben Rama, uh we mentioned him earlier, the Algerian winger plays for Brentford right now. Um apparently Chelsea had entered in discussions with his entourage. Um and the club coach uh they've ar- <laughs> sorry they've expressed his interest in Brentford without transmitting an offer really. Um, I've seen, I've seen the price surprisingly around 30 million pound mark, which seems pretty steep for a championship player who's yet to really prove himself in the top tier of English football. Uh, last season, he had 10 goals, 15 assists and 38 appearances. Uh, and then, uh, also in 2019 or this season, uh, 10 goals, eight assists and 34 appearances. So, um, I mean, I've been watching some highlights of his and I mean, it's fla- it's flashes of Eden Hazard without actually being Eden Hazard, obviously. But, uh, I mean, he's playing against championship sides, obviously, you know, so you have to take that into consideration, but... Still better from, than half of Europe. From what I've seen, <laughs> he's crazy. actually decent. Like, he's actually kind of insane. I mean, do you guys... A, did you guys know about him before these rumors came up? And B, what are your Not thoughts? a chance. Yeah, I didn't, I've never heard of him, to be honest.
2: Like, a month ago it came up for the first time and the I was like with Arsenal last the, year. I think,
1: uh, I think I remember. Yeah. His,
2: his, his tape looks really cool. Like he's a shorter, like lower center body of gravity winger, definitely flashy, like Super moves shitty. outside in shit. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's cool that like he feels kind of like a championship hazard, I guess. But this has to be like a worst case scenario signing
1: <laughs> like, we don't I need him don't... too we don't need him thank but... you
0: thank you that's exactly what i was gonna get around to man like we're being linked with timo Werner and kai havertz you're telling me saeed Rama from brentford is our backup he's our plan b and for yeah, 30 they... million pounds no i'd rather sign william for another year i'd rather get ryan, no, don't, Fr- don't ryan
1: frasser for free
2: <laughs> hell yeah. no <laughs> I still pay thirty million for Ben Ramo over Frazier.
0: Um, he, yeah, that was a that, that that's a weird one. I'm glad you just put that in there too. It's just it's I'm it's just because he's free. People yeah. are just yeah. like, oh, he's
2: free. He had like 15 assists last season, all of off of like free kicks. So people are like, oh, he's he's what we need. We don't know how to cross. It's like no, like uh, <laughs> Callum Wilson was
0: scoring tap ins all season long two years ago
2: yeah like there's no there's no need for Fraser. i i think again if we don't get havertz like oh okay let's get ben rama as like a that's it no more offensive signings but even then even if we don't get havertz i also don't see the need for ben rama
0: yeah um, you know the crazy um, thing guys we got hakeem Ziyech too
1: <laughs> let's go baby <laughs> It's wild. So It's What a time to be alive, man! I'm the, telling you. When Chelsea is uh, linked with guys named Hakim and Said, Zach and I are really excited. <laughs> 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 Gets us real excited. Finally, a Muhammad and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, all right, then one last rumor. Chill, well, I, I wrote down. I have no fucking clue. I mean, I really have no idea because according to Sky Sport. Lester is saying that they don't want to sell him in the next transfer window, even if they're offered in the region of fifty million pounds. Um, so I have no idea. I've, I've, again, I've kind of like lost any interest in getting him. So that if we do end up getting him, it'll I'll be pleasantly surprised. And if we don't, I won't be disappointed. Uh, I, I, re- I don't really care what happens. I mean, I, I obviously we talked about Tagliofico last week. And I think everyone kind of expressing an, uh, an interest or a preference in signing him, a guy who might not be that big of a drop off as far as skill, but will come much cheaper. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't heard any further rumors about that. Um, but I mean, I I think you guys already have said what you how you feel about this deal, huh? The
2: uh, yeah, pretty much. But I I think Simon Phillips like. He swears that this is gonna happen.
1: Like uh, as a reporter, while?
2: yeah, he 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 says he's gonna be actually shocked if if we don't get that move done. And,
1: and Simon Phillips is pretty legit.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I trust his his opinion. I mean, I don't know. It's it's been a name that we've been linked to for a while. Yeah, I mean, if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, we better sign a left back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. I don't want to get started. Let's just move on. <laughs> All right, yeah. This next section, I think we already talked about it, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Well, let's let's move on. Uh, upcoming schedule preview. So I did mention last week that we've got a big bunch of games in a short amount of time. I wasn't very articulate as far as, like, what our actual schedule is. So I'll just go through it real quick. Like, our next four, um, Sunday, this, this Sunday, the 21st, at Villa, uh, Thursday, um at the bridge versus city, um, then the following Sunday, uh, the twenty eighth at Leicester, and then the following Wednesday, the uh, July first at West Ham. So that's four matches in what is that, ten days, less than ten days. Um, mm-hmm. so a lot, a lot of football for us to be watching. Um, but let's let's just talk about the villa match uh our first match back. Obviously, they're lucky to walk away with a point today uh, with that VAR blunder against Sheffield. So, I mean, a good result for us, but they're still sitting in relegation. Uh, they're nine, They're sitting right nineteenth right now with twenty six points. And th- the three teams above them—West Ham, Watford, and Bournemouth—all only have one more point than them. They only, they're all sitting with twenty seven. Um, so, they're they're definitely playing with with a lot of purpose as as are we of course but um they're going to have a fire under their ass because they're you know they're a point away from from getting out of the relegation zone so um what are your guys' thoughts on uh what what we'll see that match
0: um well to kind of recap what i mentioned um when when we talked about you know their remaining schedule a couple weeks ago These are the teams that you don't want to be playing at this point in the season, Um, the teams that are in relegation battles. They tend to put together either their best performances or their most spirited performances, so you you definitely don't want to go up against a a team that's threatened, um, especially like Villa. Now, I think the result today was huge, um, not just in regards to their positioning in the table, but to their psyche they were able to squeeze out a draw against you know a top half of the table side coming off a two or three month layoff. So for them, that's a that's you know it's it's a step in the right direction. And coming into Chelsea, they'll know that we haven't you know a, a competitive game in in over three months. They'll know that we've been playing other clubs and doing well, but they're going to be right back into the mix of it. I don't think it's it, it takes long for a team like that to up their intensity, especially when they're you know fighting for relegation.
2: Oh man, um, I actually think we're gonna we're gonna come in pretty hot, like into the game. Like I I think that I don't think Lampard's gonna play Pedro or William to start, fully knowing that their hearts are not gonna be kind of in the right place. Mm-hmm. So I see a Polisic that's trying to prove that he's fully healthy. I see a Loftus Cheek that's trying to prove that he's fully healthy, and even a Tammy who's trying to prove that hey. I'm still the starter of this Mm -hmm. team. Like Giroud took my starting spot while I was hurt. And now you signed Werner. Like I think our front, that potential front three is going to be trying to murder some folks. Like I truly think that we're going to hopefully pick up form where we left it after that four nil victory against Everton. So for me, I'm thinking, you know, the usual back four meaning James on the right, Aspie on the left, like as, as, let's put it in, in quotations, as strong as a back four as we can get our strongest midfield three, uh, which again, depends on formation. So if it's a four, three, three, you know, Georgie, Jorginho, Kante, Kovacic, if not probably a mix of those two plus Mount, but like, we're going to come guns blazing. And I, and I'm hoping that we can get a, a couple of goals in that first half. Like, I, I don't think this goes down to extra time and us like dying to get a winner at the end.
1: Yeah, Zach. Did you want to add anything? No. Um, Any predictions?
0: Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell, but if my guts telling me, my guts telling me two nil Chelsea. I'll I still one, think one. I still think Villa are missing a striker. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go three
1: 0 Yeah, I I I think I think. Keeping a clean sheet against the, this the squad is not going to be too much of a task, but I mean I just I'm trying to remember how good our defense was to end uh, the end the the break or you know the season where where it paused, but um we'll we'll see. I, I I think if Villa had trouble uh against Sheffield today, we uh we won't have too much trouble with them. So uh, I think two three nil no, um is probably the most likely scenario all right let's move on to the twitter questions we only got a couple this week um where are you guys at rat bolchas i'm just kidding (laughs) so uh, we got a question from ron aka bone daddy cool aka bone daddy deluxe aka bone daddy supreme he says what's your take on pedro not signing the extension till the end of the season is that petty does it taint his time here and again (laughs) why'd you (laughs) Why 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 why'd you say it like that? Why'd you have to say it like that? Cuz that's the way he wrote it. <laughs> All right. Because uh it's it's uh what well, you're saying did I put an emphasis on the word taint?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. And mean more that. specifically the t in the beginning. It's supposed to roll off the tongue. Does it not...
1: taint? Not okay. taint. Um Yeah, well, I mean again like we mentioned, he's probably not going to play another match for us. Uh uh, they said he's, I mean, from what I read, I don't know if that m- means he's not going to play. Well, I mean, he for sure will not be playing for us uh, past June 30th, which is going to be, you know, Champions League. But I don't think he's going to play another match for us. So that's kind of sad, right? I like Pedro, man. I I think he's
0: been a hell of a servant to the club. I don't really think his time has been tainted here. I think, you know, when when a person... When a person gets to his age and starts to see the younger players around him start producing, I mean, it's only natural for them to look elsewhere to get playing time. So I, I could respect his professionalism while he was here. The one thing I won't take away from Pedro is just that, you know, it's, it's whenever he went out onto the pitch and wore our kit, he would never put in a half-assed performance. Yes, he dribbled back towards our own goal huh. and, 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 you know, we'd be we'd be – basically have our heart in our stomach half the time he was on the pitch but you can never ever doubt his uh his will to fight and, and 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 play for the club and for the badge so i i have mad respect for him
2: yeah i i mean i think that it's unfortunate like obviously there's a lot of different things at play as to why this is happening um the only reason i think this happened is because he has a deal in place like if he didn't have a deal i think he would come out pretty hungry to get out on the field and show his stuff i'm sure he'll get some minutes at the end but at the beginning i think lampard's gonna put in the guys that are gonna die for the badge per se until top four is clinched so maybe he'll be more of a bench player for the remainder of the season so hopefully he can still get like a proper send-off kind of like how fabregas also did
1: yeah um all right we got a question from dylan i don't know did we talk about this the crowd noise, or was that pre-podcast? I don't remember. But Dylan asks, at CFC underscore Dylan, he says, crowd noise, good or bad? I don't remember if we talked about this before. We
2: we t- we put pause on the conversation for this. Okay, yeah.
1: So, like I said, I was switching back and forth between uh, the uh, Arsenal-Man City match and the Coppa Italia final. And it's just, like, the difference between... The uh, you know, having no sound. Uh, well, there there was sound in the in the Arsenal match, and there was no sound or no no fans crowd noise in the Copa Italia match, and it just felt weird watching it without it. Like I I don't see the outrage over like a fake cheering, you know, because they do they do like change the pitch and how loud they are, the intensity for different moments. So it does make it seem like. Like you know, it's like all of your senses when you're watching a match. Like the sound is definitely something that's there, and without it, it feels it feels weird watching. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I just I I it's hard for me to figure out why people are so bothered by it, right?
2: I I I guess I'm less bothered now that I know it's the network that adds it for TV viewership, because like if you're going to the Etihad, like rarely does it ever get that loud like let's be real like city does not get that loud but um yeah like it's like i said because it's for us watching through the tv uh, finding that out today makes it a little bit more bearable i think the bundesliga was actually piping the sound into the stadium though Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. for their matches i remember specifically the bayern dortmund game which was at dortmund Anytime Byron touched the ball, there was whistling instead of cheering, like immediately, and it that sounded so artificial. And so I, I think, like you said, it, maybe because we're we're now watching it from home and they're doing just generic noise rather than somebody controlling it for home quote unquote home field advantage. I'm not bugged as much anymore. I just as a as a purist, I guess, and now someone that coaches little kids, like I'd love to just hear the players just as like a, a teaching thing and, and kind of like yeah these dudes are talking the whole 90 minutes just because we don't ever get to see that side
1: of it you could still watch that by the way right right NBC yeah Sports no now. i know
2: now that i i can go mm. online and, and watch it that way and i and i truly may do that for the chelsea game like i, I really hope to, to hear the Lamar funny part the
1: to add to that is that they actually did you know like the substitution announcements over the intercom which is hilarious too like that 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 was the one part i was like all right this is a little too much you don't have to do that but um uh yeah zach what do you think i hate it i hate the crowd noise that's it <laughs> and, I'm, and i don't I'm really have anything saying to i don't say. understand no. why people would hate it
0: <laughs> <laughs> no dude it's, it's 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 really annoying it just doesn't make it doesn't make much sense to me um why they need to create an atmosphere that's not there is is just stupid you'll st- i want to hear i want to hear the players yelling and screaming i want to hear the managers giving out directions i want to hear them celebrating when they score goals that would be nice but the fact that they're pumping crowd noise in it it, it just it's it doesn't feel organic it just doesn't feel right it feels forced hmm. and you know I, I was watching um Bundesliga highlights on uh on fox soccer's like youtube channel and Almost every single match had the same artificial sounds where they were just, like Andre said, pumping noise into the arena. Like when the other teams would touch the ball or the other teams would score, they'd there'd be whistling. It's just it it's it, it, it's stupid and it's not necessary. And I just think it's the Premier League trying really hard. And the thing that really got me, um, and I didn't even think this was like for real or I didn't even take this seriously, but when they were talking about possibly putting FIFA noise into the arenas from the video game that just seemed a bit ridiculous <laughs> well they're going to
1: do t- they're far-fetched. probably going to do 2K for the for NBA i think that's probably That what is you heard.
0: that's terrible yeah no that's ter- <laughs> no no no
1: i did hear that about the NBA but but i also heard about it for oh. uh, for the Premier League but this was like weeks ago it was just you know just Listen this this is this is my thought on it like y- when you're watching a match y- your senses you you're used to hearing the sound of the crowd and it just feels weird like i wish you guys were able to have done what i did and just switch back and forth between the two matches and i was watching with my dad too and i asked him what, what, which one he preferred and he thought it's it was really weird without without any sound um so i understand where you guys are coming from now i like you know it seems forced disingenuous whatever but like it's it it seems more normal though like you know you're like you're saying it's not organic sure but like it just seems like it's that's the way it should be like you, you should have the sound of yeah. of the crowd like that's that's a big part of the game um but again like it if doesn't, if, it, doesn't if they're bother not pumping
2: me. into the stadium it doesn't bug me like if it's just a tv like us as the viewers that get it fine yeah i just don't like the idea of players in an empty stadium Dealing with, like, stereo surround
1: sound. <laughs> yeah, that would be... That, that. They did that in the Bundesliga. I actually didn't know that, but that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go on to the last question. This one's from Nacho Fuentes. Shadow out, Venezuela. Um, he says, <laughs> what's your opinion on these water breaks and the limited substitution times? Are they necessary, or do they get in the way of the natural flow of the match? So, I don't know if we mentioned this, but there's mandatory one-minute uh, water breaks for each half no, at an undetermined time, the ref will decide. Um, what, what do you guys think? Are they necessary? Do they get in the way of natural flow of the match? Like, is, is it a big deal? Is it something to worry about?
2: Um, I mean, I know that during the world cup in South Africa
1: or Brazil, I can't remember which one of the two
2: they did water breaks. Like if it hit a certain temperature, obviously I think we're doing that now because of the, pandemic and the players being kind of out of the loop of things i don't think it's a big deal i mean everyone's going to be dealing with that and it's a quick thing like i i I missed it in the first half of the man city arsenal game like totally missed it so that doesn't bug me the water breaks don't don't bug me at all
0: no none of this bothers me it's not like the crowd noise I, you, really? This, I mean, I, this doesn't bother you as much as this the crowd noise. Me. This is a this, this is a disruption no.
1: in of play. No, no. no. because
0: this is this is enhancing our experience. I don't want to watch a bunch of people that need to drink some water run around the pitch. You know, the, the if what? if you have players that are out of shape, if you have guys that aren't 100% fit, you got to add extra substitutions. It makes it better for the viewer and it makes it better for the other for the teams that that are also benefiting from this. But with crowd noise, there's just no benefit whatsoever. I I just don't understand how listening to a soundtrack of your fans is going to hype you up as if they were in the fucking stadium. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I can't, I can't get over it, but, but like, but this, this is different. This is actually, you know, tailoring the rules temporarily to one up the level of the game, but also to make it
1: better for the viewers. It, it, it's better to watch. How, what, what is it? How is this improving our experience? They're not there. It, it some if,
0: if if they need a water break it, well, how okay. long are they going to take i get it but how, how is that seconds? going
1: to improve the viewership experience if there's going to be a break in play i mean i get like what you're saying about it being necessary to help them yeah that that's that's the reason why they do it but how is it ah. going to help us as far as the viewership like the sound it's, is better it, it's,
0: no, it's not gonna help the sound being better. It's gonna be easier to watch on the eyes if these guys are fucking hydrated. It's science. <laughs> man, <laughs> I don't know. When
1: What know did you become that, a scientist, man. bro? I. I <laughs> you
0: mentioned think sound, that, like... and I'm like, I'm talking about viewership in terms of like I'm just the saying. quality, the quality of the match that we're watching that's more that's what i meant like i don't know about that
2: yeah i I think that that's like really looking into it i mean (laughs) in terms of like the substitution times like breaking the flow of the game actually yes there's five subs but you can only make them three times so it doesn't change the flow of the game it's just like every other time you make three subs you made three subs this time you just have double subs happening in three different occasions. And maybe.
1: Arsenal had to do their first two within the first 25 minutes today, which was pretty funny. So if they wanted to use their other three subs, they would have had to put all three of them in at the same time. Uh, I don't know right. if they ended up actually doing that. but Yeah, well, so well,
2: City, City had the opposite happen to them. So where they were going to do – they were doing their third sub. They put in two players, ran out of subs, and then they had the Eric Garcia injury so then they had to finish the game with 10 players so again we're going to see a lot of tinkering with how that people do subs i think that the five subs that adds to what zach is talking about because you have you're in the 60th minute if somebody's gassed you pull that person out and you bring in fresh legs and boom oh, yeah that part makes total sense to me but well, the like, other part doesn't the break the water breaks i mean bro like you're running out there you're soccer, you get a quick 30 second water break I'm sorry, but that does not rejuvenate me. I like I don't. It's not like you would eat like a a mushroom in Mario and you're like jacked now. Like it's just
1: just a little bit of water. You're saying that like a a water break is better for they the viewership do. experience than having a, it sound like you're at an actual match.
0: The crowd noise. <laughs> the crowd. No, it doesn't sound like you're at an actual match. Yeah, That's does. the problem I have with crowd noise. You didn't it does watch not. it today.
1: You didn't watch it. It was. It's.
0: I didn't. I don't know. know. All I've seen. The only thing I've seen has been from the Bundesliga so far. And from what I've seen in the Bundesliga, I hate the crowd noise. I just don't like it.
1: You're such an old Again,
2: man. I think that's different because it's controlled within the stadium. Like like the the City one today never switched to whistling. It was just like generic background noise.
1: The whistling is kind of annoying, yeah. As long as they yeah, don't like pump, if you, start if, pumping in the Vuvuzelas, then I'll be fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it, see, I think... I, I Again, don't play it in the actual stadium because I'm interested to see how referees are going to act at Anfield without Anfield's crowd just, like, tearing them apart. Like, I want to see how this impacts referees without the noise, without the fake fan stuff because mm-hmm. I really think that all those VAR calls we saw at the beginning of the year for Liverpool and those kind of fixes at the 88th, 89th, and 90th minute won't be happening in the remaining games, even mm. though they basically already have the league. But that's that's why I hope there's just no crowd noise, period.
0: I'm curious like, to see what happens. Uh, I'm curious to see if there's any, like, I, I don't know off the top of the head. Do you guys know if there's any big derbies left in the season? I would love yeah. to see, like, a Manchester Liverpool, derby.
2: Liverpool-Everton.
0: Oh, there weekend. we go. Oh, the Merseyside derby is going to be great. Without sound? Ugh.
1: I would, in, allow, I would all watch Washington, I'll watch that sure. one without sound I'm gonna watch that's, I'm gonna watch all of them without sound regardless but that one specifically that's, specifically
2: that's happening so. at everton too so oh man yeah that's I think that's honestly the last I mean we have Chelsea man City it's not darby but mm-hmm. um I think that's the only high profile actual inner city rivalry because we also have man City versus Liverpool um yeah. at one point
0: well I mean, do you guys have anything else to add besides uh, how much you love crowd noise?
1: I Premier love, League is back, dude. We are days
2: from, We are <laughs> days from it. watching Chelsea play, guys. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I am honestly afraid that I may cry like a little baby Sunday at 10 a.m. Central. Like, legitimately, I will cry
1: at I will I'm cry at, at 9 a.m. Central when they announce the lineups, <laughs> and then yeah. I'll cry more when the when the match actually kicks off. <laughs>
0: I am so curious to see, like, the start
1: eleven.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I just don't know what to expect, and 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 the thought of that gets me so excited. Because you but know be we're going to see a lot
1: of youth players, it's, so it's going to be really oh, exciting.
0: Yeah. It's going to be great, but 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 like at the same time, I'm kind of like it. It still hasn't hit me yet. It still hasn't hit me yet that football is coming back, and I don't think it will until the ball's kicked, and that's going to be awesome. But anyways, I mean, that that brings us to the end of our show. Um, Sam and Andres love crowd noise for reasons beyond me. No, Andres um, is
1: indifferent. I love it. I'm the one who <laughs> loves it. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> don't put I words I'm in not Andres. trying to watch the games without crowd noise
2: to see if I, like, feel a
1: difference. <laughs> I don't know, man. I wish, they, I wish they pumped crowd noise in just my regular life. Like just walking around. Oh,
0: just walking around all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Would you rather would you rather walk around with perpetual crowd noise or with like a perpetual soundtrack? Where you have like your own theme song? I
1: don't know. As long as I get a minute water break, I'll be fine. All right, fuck off!
0: Up. All right, everybody. Um, shout out to all the rep ultras, everyone that's listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Romans Empire Pod. It's great to be back, guys. It's great to have to speak to both of you boys as usual, um, and we're just excited to see Chelsea come back. So hopefully next week we'll have three more points to talk about. Keep the blue flag flying high.